symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it and what were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers from all corners of the globe. Shut up, Alan. Sh- shut up. Welcome to another exciting episode of Skywatchers <laughs> Radio, broadcasting live from a rebuilding New Logic studio down in Miami, Florida. I am Angel, the dude laughing over there. Yes, that's the other guy, a.k.a. Alan Weiler. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Skywatchers Radio. What's up, Alan? How are you doing tonight? <laughs> Sorry, I had to do the maniacal laugh. I just had See, to. See, this is why our fans think you're drunk on air. No, no, no. I, I am more than sober. I'm just really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited tonight because besides doing the show right after the show, I'm going outside to watch the Perseid Meteor Shower. Oh, I can't wait to actually uh, go outside for a little bit and see that. I don't know if we're going to get to see a lot of it down here in Florida. I mean, it's going to be pretty visible out here for the most part all over the states. But, uh, yeah, I'm dying to see that. This is, is it cloudy for you or is it uh, nice a little clear cl- out? It's a little cloudy out tonight, but uh, we'll see. What time is uh, going to be the best time to go outside, do you know? Apparently between uh, 1 and 3 in the morning, we should be able to see uh, more than 100 per hour coming across that sky of ours. Hopefully none of them Pretty will land, nice. and you know, then we'll have some alien invasion from bacteria or something like that. Yeah, but, don't don't you know, don't jinx us, like really, like we don't need that. Thank you very much. Well, we've gone through this meteor shower more than once. We're just not using the right soap. I don't know what soap. What soap wrench should we plug today? Oh man, let's not even go there. Uh, anyway, guys, we are broadcasting on August twelfth, twenty fifteen. Yes, it is August. That's right. It's August twelfth, twenty fifteen yes. tonight. Thank, thank you for backing me up on that. Okay. Uh, tonight sure. we have with That's us for the little... time travelers that are listening and are still not sure. Some of them might be thinking that, hey, wait a second, it's August thirteen. These guys are in the past. Some of them might be it's August eleven. They're in the future. Wherever you are, like I said, any corner of the globe. Depending on the time zone that you're in, yes. That's right. Now check this out. We have Chris Brown who's going to join us tonight. Not, no, Alan. Not that Chris Brown. <laughs> I gotta stop because I know you're gonna you go. You know where I was going I know. with that yes. one. I'm yes. sorry. Not the guy. No. Who, who, like who, no, who's he gonna beat up? Who's he gonna beat up on on the show? It, it might be you because you keep asking. You know what I'm saying? You keep you know asking that question every time we have him on. So you might be the uh, the victim of this Chris Brown. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Now, he's joining us tonight for the news segment of the show. We're going to have him on, you know, like we have Nancy Burns on every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We have Tim uh, Schwartz on. We just had him on recently, and Mike Mott. And, you know, we're going to have uh, Chris Brown here, and we're going to have, you know, a lot of our friends who join us uh, periodically here who are really close friends, you know, people that we are actually 
uh, in connection with all the time that we talk to a lot. So sure. they're going to be the ones that are really join us to do the news segment because we were, you know, we were thinking about what we're going to do with our little news segment we wanted to put together. It didn't really work with Alejandro because he's on, you know, another show right before us, and it's kind of like, well, you know, it, it what doesn't. Did, what work. did he you? No, 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 hold on. It's like, what didn't he just not say, you know, an hour ago? Like, you know, Alejandro told exactly. us again what he just, you know, what he just said. So it doesn't really work that well when you have the same person back to back. And I love Alejandro, great guy. Uh, but yeah, you know, tonight we're gonna have uh, Chris Brown, and he recently got on Art, Art Bell's show. He got on the big guy's show, and yep. uh, he, yeah, he had a call, and it was pretty good. We're gonna ask him about that and see, you know, how it felt to be on Art Bell's show. Because look, I have, and you know this, Alan, because you haven't, you haven't also uh done this and i haven't interacted verbally with art yet he's been back i haven't called i haven't been a caller uh-huh. or you know i haven't done that yet. i've just been listening downloading the uh the podcast every day by the way guys if you haven't done it yet go become a time traveler go to artbelt.com sign up it's flipping fantastic and if you do it right now guess what five bucks locks you in no matter what it goes up to in the future because it might go up it's art bell it's the best thing on radio so if it does go up it doesn't matter you're locked in at five bucks so go out Go right now, artbell.com. But anyway, see, I haven't had that moment yet to really sit down and, and call Art and kind of like fanboy out because, you know, I, we are the show leading into his show every Wednesday night on Dark right. Matter Digital. And I've been wanting to, and Chris has been telling me, oh, man, I'm, I'm dying to call. I'm dying to call Art. <laughs> I have to call Art, man. I have to be on Art's show. It's Art Bell. I, I have to call in. And I'm like, I feel you, bro. I want to call in also, but I have not just, I haven't been brave enough. Let's just put it that way. Because again, it's Art Bell and there's that veil. Like, you know, he's one of my heroes. He's actually my hero in radio. So I still have that veil. Like, it's like one of those you things. You are like Wayne's so World. starstruck with Art Completely. Bell. Completely. It's, it's, like, it's like Wayne's World. Like, we're not worthy. We're Like that type of moment, you know, the moment I get to actually speak to Art Bell. So are you Wayne or uh, are you Garth? Oh, I'm definitely weighing on this boat, you know, on oh, okay. this ride here, my friend. You're, you're, so you're I'm, I'm the goofy comic you're sidekick then. Okay, thanks. Okay. According to our listeners, that's definitely what's going on here. Okay, fine. All I can say is, <laughs> whoa, cool. That's all I could say is that, whoa. By the way, Sorry. I got something to say. Yeah, now, was it Wayne or Garth that did? Before you completely derail the show there, let me stop you for a second. All right, fine. Uh, I got a, a special shout-out, actually, for uh, somebody who did a very good job at their job this week. Who did their job at their job? It blew my mind, man, because I have issues sometimes when I have to call, like, technical support places or when I have to call certain, you know, places for certain things, you know, they, they right. put you on hold for an hour, you know, nobody's friendly or courteous because nobody likes being at work. You know what right. I mean? You know, I'm not going to give you the tech support accent. So, yeah, please uh, don't. 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 We don't want to upset any more Middle Eastern people. Please don't. Okay, okay. What do you mean Middle Eastern? You mean Indian? You, don't wanna, you, you know what I mean. Anyway, go, going back to what I was saying. So... You know, you never get that experience, really, because most people, especially on phone jobs, and I've had phone jobs for a long time. I do radio for that reason, because I did phone jobs for so long. I was like, ah, I could talk on the radio. Why not? And you know that, Alan. You've done phone jobs also. It's not really it's, – it's fun at first, but after a while, it becomes a drag. So I can understand, especially in some of these places when you call in and you're like, you've talked to like 140 people that day. And now right. here comes this guy with a problem, you know? And, oh, my God, now this guy has an issue. And you know when I had a, a... 140 people, but I got 150 problems from them. Correct. Yeah, it's one of those. And I called in. It was late night. I had a slight issue, and 
uh, it was with our GoDaddy account uh, for our uh, network. And for okay. our website, skywatchersradio.com, we're having an issue reloading the uh, the payment on it for the year. It wouldn't allow me to do it, and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, it's going to expire. They didn't want your money? They didn't want my money. It's like blood money. We don't want your money, Skywatchers. Ah, you guys believe in UFOs. Ah, skywatchersradio.com. Anyway, so... You have imperial it- credits from, from uh, the Jedi MasterCard. That's it. Hmm... That's interesting, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. I could go with that. I like Imperial Credits. Star Wars is coming. Anyway, so... <laughs> That's right, fans. So, I got a hold of this very, very cool dude at uh, GoDaddy named Eric. Shout-outs to Eric. Did a great job. Got me fixed immediately. And actually, it was very polite, very cool, very you know uh, funny. And he knew about Art Bell and all that stuff. And it was really you know interesting to actually yeah. uh, talk to somebody because he was like, well, what's this website about? What do you guys talk about on this? What is, what is this? And it was just a really friendly conversation. So shout-outs to him. Did a good job. See, we don't give props, I don't think, on radio or any medium to people who actually just do a good job and are actually polite to people. You're right. Most people don't, and that's a problem, man. We and have to figure out how to deal with it. With the good comes the bad. I've had my issues with GoDaddy, so I've talked bad about them on air before for stuff they've done bad. There you go. You get the good also. So good job, Eric, on that. We're going to have uh, Chris Brown here in about five minutes. And then on the second hour, we're going to have a real live Skywatcher herself. Okay. Who, who? Uh-oh. You don't know this person, do you? I don't know who you're talking about, so how can I tell you? You have no idea who we're going to have on because you don't pay attention, apparently. You are drunk. I don't know. We're going to have Deborah Jane. It's not Jane. that I'm drunk. Dude, I just finished. Uh, <laughs> you talk on the don't radio. Don't take it so I, personal. I, public speaking as a, as a, you know, I know it doesn't sound like All right, guys, on the call in if you think he's too sensitive. 786-245-8127. Call in right now if you think he is too sensitive. When I'm working, I do 10-day road shows of public speaking starting at 10 in the morning and running usually till 9 at night. You know, Justin Timberlake has a song that reminds me of this whole story right now. Which is? Cry you a river. river. Exactly. Uh, nope. Hold on, folks. If you want to laugh at that joke, call in, and the number again is, since I will make sure I never learn it just yes. because of that joke. You will never learn that number, and it's amazing. 786-245. You did. Well, you live in Florida, for crying out loud. Well, you should know that. Each year, I'm going to add on the, on the next set of digits. So you should know the second set already since we've been on for almost two years now. Like seriously. Well, you know, you know, I know it, but I know it in Roman numerals. So if you do want to call in, it's I I V I X C V L M. Shut up! You're such, a, you're such an amazing disappointment. Sometimes you know that. <laughs> Come on, that would be funny. Uh, Can you imagine if we actually had, you know, if we stuck with Roman numerals. Can you imagine what it would be like to dial people? Oh my God. I know that's crazy. That'd be an adventure every every episode. That, yeah. It would be for me. Can you imagine the way Skype would look if that was the case? Hell, can you can you imagine what? Ha- can you imagine like, oh yeah, my cash register receipt looks like what the heck? No, I don't want to even imagine that. But look, we are going to have on the second hour Deborah Jane East on the show there because I didn't get her full name out before because you interrupted me. Deborah Stop. Jane East is going to be on the show with us and ask me why, Alan. Ask me. Ask me why. Ask me why I say that she's a real life sky watcher, just like us. Ask me why. Just because she's had her own experience in the past. Nope, nope, nope. We're wrong nope. again. Ask me again. Okay. No, keep asking. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know what? Take okay. a guess. Hi, hi, hi.
Um, I give up. Tell me anyway. Wow, that that quickly, really? Well, I'm going to let you uh, um, marinate on this for a second. I'm going to bring on Lou on the show, who uh, I guess wants to chime in and give us his two cents. What's up, Lou? Lou! Uh, I just want you guys to know that Angel is always right. That's That's See what I'm saying? Oh, thanks. Angel, how much did you pay him him for that? Come on. I I, I don't Uh, believe this. I'll catch you later. I want to call him to the guest. Lou? You know, got to play by the rules. Angel's the boss. Talk to you later. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thank you, sir. That's a man right there who knows what he's talking about. Thank you, sir. Oh, come on. You were talking to him on Skype and telling him to call in for this, weren't you? I plead the fifth. Yeah, 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 yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. Some, I'm not a crook. Please come to my side. Please, someone help me and rescue me here. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. Please feel free to call in. We're going to go on a quick break in a couple minutes here, and when we come back, we're going to have Chris Brown joining us. We're going to talk about the meteor shower. We're going to talk about some other stuff that's in the news in the world of ufology because this is, after all, Skywatchers Radio. And what do we do on Skywatchers Radio? We talk about the sky and the things that are going through it that we cannot identify. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. What, what, what was I missing or what was I off on on that description? Well, it's pretty close. We also discuss a lot of uh, topics that have to do both with ufology and exopolitics. right? Well, exopolitics, really? Did I see you voting for interplanetary president? How do you know I didn't? UFO uh, Phil got my vote. Can- I did not see your UFO Phil before. got my vote. That's what I'm saying. UFO Phil got my vote. He's the president. Anywho. Uh, now, my Asian question... Trump? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm going back with UFO Phil on that one. We'll just Under go Trump? to illegal alien Trump. I'm not even going to go with that. I'm not going okay. To go <laughs> just leave that, leave that alone, man. It's a different show. Right, Listen, you're, you're going right, back to, you know, this whole thing about this, this question I just asked you about, what do we do on Skywatchers Radio? It connects to what Deborah Jane East does and why she is a true Skywatcher just like us. Well, she started really, really early being a Skywatcher. Correct, kind of, sort of. Uh huh. You know, she's seen some stuff, to say the least. And you know, she's she's been interviewed by a lot of people, and now we're going to add her into the collection here. Yep, just making everything up. That's right. Yes, and um, Deborah actually had a show called Skywatcher Radio. Ah, this is see he does well, not pay attention. Sky Dash Watcher Radio, not Sky Watchers. There's a big difference, right? There, especially on the internet when you're dialing the URL. That's right. Now here, check this out. Something funny okay. happened on this show last year. We had a guest on the show who contacted me out of the blue. I can't even remember the person's name right. I have to go back and dig for the name. She'll probably remember. But um, they contacted me out of the blue and they're like, "Oh, we we heard about your show. We want to be on it." Yada, yada, yada. So we were like, I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, I have no idea who you are, people. But yeah, you sound great. Sure. And I booked them. It was a good guest. I remember the show was good. I just can't remember the name. It's been so many. But uh, it was, I'm, I'm positive it was a great show. Positive. And it's in the archive. Skywatchersradio.com. Go there right now. And funny enough, uh, I contacted uh, Deborah when I found out about her show. And her show had just gotten started maybe like a year or two or something like that. We, you know, this show has been around since 2009. You know, in different incarnations. And uh, I've been a part of it from the beginning, even on video. So when I contacted her, I was like, you know, we kind of have shows where they have the same names, kind of, sort of. How do you feel about changing the name of your show? Yeah? 
yeah, kind of, and I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to be a big deal, you know? And luckily enough, she replied back and she said, well, you know, and I'm already in the process of doing that and I'm changing the name regardless because we already had a guest who had a, a little booking issue. They booked to be on your show and I was supposed to book them on my show and and I was like, wait, was that that person? And then she was like, that was that person. And I was like, oh my God, that answers that question. Because I had no idea who they were. They were fantastic <laughs> people, but no clue. So lovely lady, Deborah Jane East is going to be with us in the uh, second hour of the show. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk to you. Oh, I with expect her. it to be a fun thing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a great show. She has a great show, guys. You're gonna, she's going to tell you all about her show and uh, where to listen to it and stuff. And No problem a, with shameless plugs on this um, uh, show everybody never 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 that. happens really never right. that. yeah <laughs> well no shameless plugs happen you know but we have no shame that's that's the thing i'm just saying. oh that's it yeah yeah okay. no shame guys we're gonna be right back with our main man chris brown in about two minutes yeah maybe two maybe one we'll be right back stick around this is sky watchers radio on dark matter digital and psn James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly. CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Hi, this is Solaris Blue Raven with Hyperspace on Dark Matter Radio. The UFO phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky.
All right, everybody, we're back on Skywatchers Radio with our guest of the first hour. Our news segment, the one and only, the one and only who's now been on Art Bell, Chris Brown. Welcome back to Skywatchers Radio. How you doing, buddy? Thanks. Yeah, I'm doing good. I, actually, it was just a call in on Art Bell, but maybe I'll be his guest one day. Man, let me tell you what, it, it, you felt it was like a natural on the air with Art. You were there just talking to Art. It sounded great because you had your really cool headset on. What I headset did. do you have there? Yeah, I have those headsets that you recommended me, the $19.99 special. And I well, don't know the name of them. I have to take off the headset and look. But all I know is it says Microsoft, Microsoft here right on the, uh, the little button, and they work great. They sound wonderful and yeah. uh Excellent. It's but have you upgraded to Windows 10 yet? No. That, that all-controlling, all-overseeing, invasive I new it. upgrade. I've oh, heard I bad it. things on it, and then I was just afraid right now because I was like, well, I don't want to like – because I knew I had the show going, coming up and all that. And I didn't want to download it uh, because I didn't want something messing up and whatever. I'm hearing all these things about it, so I don't know. I, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of that too. I Look, I have it. I downloaded it actually at work just to test it out and not mm-hmm. mess up one of my computers at home. <laughs> so anyway, I downloaded the thing, and it's actually awesome. I mean, it runs really, really well. The only thing that I have uh, that I have kind of a nitpicking at it is it has an issue with sound cards. Sometimes the sound device does not work, and you have to download the sound driver again and reinstall it, and that's a little bit of a pain, but they're working on it. There's a bug on that, and they're working on it. Other than that, I mean, the Cortana uh, you know, uh, thing that they added to uh, to the browser is Awesome. You guys know what I'm talking about, Cortana? No? Yeah, I know what it is. Uh, it's uh, the Microsoft no, version of Siri. Correct. For all you yeah, it, junkies. Right. It's like the okay. Microsoft version of, of Siri. You say, uh-huh. hey, Cortana, tell me what Chris Brown is up to this evening. And they'll post up something like the web browser open up and be like, he just beat up Brianna again. And I'll be like, no, 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 not that Chris Brown. <laughs> you saw the UFO, that Chris Brown. And they'll be like, yep. oh, okay, he's on Skywatchers Radio to talk about some ufology stuff. So let's do that because this is what we do on this show after all. And it's look, it's, uh, Windows 10 is awesome. Download it, t- test it out. Uh, but getting back to what this show is all about, Chris Brown, um, let me ask you. Uh, now, you were on Art Bell. You lived a dream for about maybe a minute and a half. You, you a had that and a half. Ball. I had the dream, that, yeah. Is, is that all you were on for, really? Yeah, yeah, and let me tell you, sitting there waiting, by the way, was, it felt like forever, uh, didn't it? Oh, boy. And I, was, I hadn't <laughs> been that nervous in such a long time from probably about maybe the very first time well actually since I went when I went on Bill's show I was pretty nervous kind of then um, but not even that nervous I was really nervous and um, I, of course as soon as the, I started to, I needed to talk then of course I you know did okay but I was I was really nervous you know I'll tell you what that's the reason why I haven't called yet and been like hey Art uh, I'm a big fan long time listener I'm not a stalker, really. I'm not a stalker, really. I want to be that guy. I wanted to say, I wanted to say, oh, did you hear about me? And you know, but that's (laughs) and I just just wanted to stick with my. So when I had my sighting, Art, and forget about your guess for a second, my sighting was more important than anything else. Yeah, go ahead. And you know, I would have said that too. Yes, but no. Anyway, uh, (laughs) my my question, by the way, to him was the fact of that I'm kind of doing a little research in my head. And 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 the, one of the researches is 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 is, is uh, the domed UFOs, the one that I seen. It's like the glass-looking dome. And I asked Travis uh, 
if he, you know, I don't know if you heard the question that I had asked. If the oh, day, yeah. uh, and an epic had, guest, by the way, by the way, it was, by the way, Travis Walton was on. Travis Walton, yeah. And Amazing. it was, the, he'd had that same type of disc, what he had seen too. And so to me, as I had said it the whole entire time, I thought, I felt it was really a, 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 a alien presence myself on my encounter. Just the, 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 the size of the, the, uh, the bubble, the, the the glass dome thing, or whatever you want to talk about it, on, on top of the disc was huge in itself. It seems so alien. Nothing we could make here, let alone the size of it, was was gigantic. The craft. So that that helps me. That helps me gather questions in my mind, and and um, so maybe yeah, there's some questions, there. no answers, but well, yeah, it, questions. well, but that's just it, though. But maybe there, maybe we can come down to the answers and accept their. If the people that have had, you know, real experiencers, and maybe they say, you know what, Chris, you know, when I had, we had that encounter and we seen that, it had that same type of glass dome thing on it too. And then maybe they experienced missing time. Maybe something happened to them. Who knows? But but it's just, uh, I don't know. That's just kind of where I was getting at because I've heard this from from, from another person that, that was, a, I, I believe, a real witness uh, experiencer too. And she explained how her uh, the craft that had a, a glass dome on it, Heidi Hollis, actually. And um, she explained about how she, the craft that she had seen, had the glass dome looking thing on top, too, now that she, she remembered when we were talking. And so maybe there's something to that, you know? And I don't know. I'm working hmm. with Henry One, as you guys know. So, hey, if they want to build a story, uh, Bam, there they go. They can build a story with a, a whole thing. They could talk about uh, glass dome, or I, I won't call them diamond dome UFOs. Uh, uh, maybe they could build a whole a whole segment on that. Huh? Now, fo- follow along here for a minute and, and uh, tell me if this is kind of what it looks like. Are, are we talking about something like the Jetsons? And I'm not trying to be sure. funny here. I'm talking something like the Jetsons oh. uh, UFOs, something like that. With the you dome hit on top. it right on the head, Angel. You hit it right on the head. It Was it making that it. noise? Sorry, I had no, to do that. I wasn't making the noise, but that was a great noise. I love that noise. Did you did you hear Eloy? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's what he called his son for a second there because you know he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I, that really took me back hearing that one noise. That would have been funny <laughs> if you had a son named Delroy. I would have been I would have been laughing yeah. about that. Yeah, that would have been great. But no, you're right. You're exactly right. They were. They were the the uh Jetsons is uh looking uh, craft and the ones that mm. went uh, after we had had our warp sighting, and then minutes later, the the ones that were over the neighbor's house that my son had had, uh, those were his drawings and stuff he did on the uh, MUFON, the Open Minds report. Uh, they had the glass dome bubble on them too, uh, but they were just much smaller. So uh, yeah, I definitely believe there's something maybe to that, and and uh, so maybe that's some investigation that later on down the road they can look into. Who knows? You know, there's a uh, can't remember the uh, person's name now. now find it later and it'll come back to me but there's a gentleman who's a millionaire and uh, he's he created his own personal ufo looking device and it has that same exact look as the jetsons ufo with a little dome on top in fact i was watching a video on it uh recently uh he got the idea from the old uh videos on uh on the internet of uh the UFOs from the, the 1950s that the government was building, 50s and 60s. Remember the Avro car and those UFOs sure. that they built? And that was an idea. I think that's kind of like the, the one-seater. That's why they have the little mm-hmm. dome on top. <laughs> so you probably have like one ear yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, exactly right. But, you know, it's what I go on about that dome. Uh, to, to me, 
It Maybe you just like witness a... one of his test flights, one of this guy's test yeah, flights. Could have been. <laughs> you know, to me, it looks maybe, like maybe. I had to go on about the diamond. You know, it looks so much like a diamond, and and even the 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 orb that was right in front of us looked very much like a diamond. And ain't no who says what it was. I mean, but but uh, you know, I imagine, like I said before, if you're gonna put anything in something, that's that's the thing to put it. So, but um, I don't know. Well, that's interesting, man. Are you, are you looking to? Are you going to start writing like a script about what happened and trying to make a movie out of it? Because I mean, uh, we'll make a heck of you know, an interesting movie, you know. I, of course, you got to spice I, it up, I, and you got to say, I, you got to spice I, it up a little bit, though. You got to spice it up, be like the aliens came down and we saw them in the flesh, and they came after us. I did, you know, during a time when things were weren't, weren't moving as quick as I thought they would, and I oh, I'm going to build, I'm going to write my my book is what it was. But of course, I think we talked about that before. And oh, yeah. of I course, it we have. And it was only like a whatever pages, and uh, and so yeah, it's just it's hard. Got you, you know, it's a hard one when I got my thing going. And, and for one thing, when you have no money, granted, I got the story in the world, uh, you know that that it is a, a great story for all that, but it takes money to to to, to make the, the to get where I want to go. And so at this point in time, I'm just kind of having to well to play what i'm doing and and i guess you know and and maybe it will work out one day i don't know i i don't really care i guess it just well i just want to get my message out. i want to you know like a you know cousin eddie says the the gift that keeps on giving there clerk and that's when i go and and somebody's gonna do a, a movie let's say travis walden does his fire in the sky you know uh reboot you know, remake and yeah. then he says, well, I want to get somebody here who's had an encounter with some orbs or something and somebody to give a, a good description of what these look like and recreate them on screen. That's what I'm here for. You know, that's that to me. If I don't get no dime there, I don't care about no money or nothing. To me, that's just a gift that keeps on giving that I can be able to share something and know that that I that I got it out there for people to see. And I don't know. I, just, I guess that's just me, you know. Well, you already put your message out there on radio. I so have. The next step. I have. The next step is film, my friend. Film. I am ready Spe- for that. And and a bill. Speaking of which, forget about Bill. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no. And, 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 oh. Yes, and you're friends with uh, Bill and Nancy Burns now, and uh, you know they're now. Well, thank in. you, to you, by the way. Yep, and you know now Bill says he's going to be working with this now UFO Hunters Underground, maybe, or they're going to have something kind of a spinoff. So. So maybe something might work out there. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't know if you were supposed yet. to talk about that. Yeah, you might have just yeah, not yet. Know. Not yet. Man, never uh, bring this guy in a foxhole at a at a war. Oh no! <laughs> you know, ne- never, never let him get captured by the enemy. Shoot him first. Yeah, he's got real. too many secrets. He's got way too many secrets. But. Keep it I'm caught yourself. in the crossfire, guys. <laughs> I'm caught in the crossfire. All right. <laughs> look, let's keep that one to ourselves because I don't look. I don't know much about it, so let's just you know, <clears throat> stay on talking about that. Say, you can't talk about it. Not for now. Let's let's just pretend I did a Jedi mind trick over you and just move on, move on, move on. Yeah, let's be on that one. Here. Speaking of which, <laughs> uh, speaking of <laughs> movies, though, um, I we will have. This, Shush, Yoda. Uh, and by the way, you're almost the same height as Yoda. Did you ever tell, anybody tell you that? No? All right. Hey, hey uh, listen, I, I admit I am what they call absolutely <laughs> challenged. I admit it. Now, this week, I don't know if you've gotten your copy yet, but I got my copy of the Montauk Chronicles uh, on Blu-ray. Uh, finally, I got 
podcast. I got it in the mail by Christopher Gartano, who was our guest here a couple weeks back, and he's going to be our guest next week. Um, And it's going to be just uh, really interesting because I've seen the entire film now, Alan, and it's really, really well put together. Very creepy in parts. The parts they, you know, they he added in there to spice up the story, the narrative, uh, the narration by him is really good. Uh, throughout the film, uh, the stories themselves though, are, are very interesting, and a lot of that stuff uh, that you know that was covered in this uh, can't be proven. Obviously, you know that there's one thing; these are just people telling their stories. You kind of got to have to have you know open faith that they're telling the truth. So uh-huh. it's one of those because there's no smoking gun in the video. There's not like anything that they point out to uh, to say, well, this is you know concrete evidence that this was taking place. There, unfortunately, there isn't that. But I mean, you could kind of—I don't know—I don't know about you guys, but I have a pretty good uh, BS detector, and uh, you know the, the way these guys come off, it's very authentic feeling. So, yeah, either way, the video is—it's awesome. I suggest everybody goes to Amazon, pick up the Blu-ray. Forget the DVD; nobody buys that anymore. Get the Blu-ray, uh, Montauk Chronicles, a film by Christopher Gertano, and again, he's going to be on with us next week on Sky Watchers Radio, and uh, we're going to discuss the entire film at length because now I've seen it, and hopefully, Alan over here. We'll be able to see it. Well, better. you you got to deal with me on the Plex system later on and get me going on that. Yes, we'll get you on so you can check out the movie, if anything. Uh, by the way, you can check out the website, uh, MontauxChronicles.com. Yeah, just look at the trailer and yeah. you guys will be like, oh my god, i got to watch it's it. It's very creepy. Yeah, no, when you see the whole thing, it's very, very well put together. I, I really enjoyed it. In fact, I sat there and I watched all like the extras and stuff. You know, one night and I was like, "Oh, I got to watch the whole thing." And there's a lot of extras in the Blu-ray, so it's all worth the you know every penny. Uh, now, moving on, I got some uh, stuff that I wanted to cover in the news. And in fact, I sent you to the link on Skype. I don't know if you have even yes, looked I in your Skype. That. All right, check out that link. That's going to go directly to our face. Facebook page. Uh, follow us there, everybody, if you want to follow along into what we're going to talk about for a second here. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. Very simple. Skywatchers Radio. Uh, there's a couple of stories in there that I put in there so we could discuss uh, some stuff that has been happening in the news. And one of them that I actually got directly from ArtBelt.com. And um, we're going to start with that. It's going to—I don't know if you guys saw what happened this week, where NASA's cameras captured the far side of the moon moving across the planeta Tierra, the Earth. Did you guys That's catch cool. that or no? Uh, That's no. cool. Yeah, oh, you didn't see that? There's actually a video on there, which I guess is you know time lapse video where it's many uh, minutes or whatever put together, so you can see it real quick. And um, you see NASA's cameras captures the far side of the moon. Let me read the uh, article here. By the way, if you guys want to read along, go to Skywatcher's Radio right on Facebook. But the article it takes you directly to artbill.com, so you can just go there and bypass the entire thing. How's that? Now it says, uh, it says here, NASA has captured a beautiful, rare view of the moon passing in front of the sunlit face of Earth. The stunning animation takes one million miles from Earth taken one million miles from Earth, shows a fully illuminated side of the moon that is never visible from our planet. And this uh, should dispel any rumors, any myths, any uh, talk of a base on the far side of the moon, because I don't see a base there, but it is pretty far away. But you know what? It does look like a Death Star. Kind of does. Well, you know, there's always that theory of the hollow moon, and, you know, maybe there's Something, someone, or who knows what inside. Right. I think they're, uh, yeah, I think it's a Death Star. Anyway, this is because now, now we never see this side of the moon. 
uh, because uh, its position is uh, is actually tightly locked, uh, which means uh, that we always see the same face uh, pointing f towards the Earth. Uh, if you didn't, and what's really it, weird, it's coming. the only moon in our entire solar system that does not rotate. Hmm. Ain't that something? Ain't that special? Now, this animation shows uh, images of the far side of the moon illuminated by the sun as it crosses between the Discover spacecraft uh, and what's the other one? Earth uh, polychromatic image camera. I misspelled that, and this guy's making too much noise. Come on, Chris. Well, that's a big Stop word. Yeah, that's a big one, so I'm making noise. Uh, let's see here. Epic has a constant view of the fully illuminated Earth as it rotates, providing scientific observation of ozone, vegetation, cloud height, and also the atmosphere. And very cool video. I mean, uh, you know, it's funny because it kind of looks like good CGI for you flat Earth enthusiasts out there. Wow, yeah, that flat Earth, I tell you, it's got to have the biggest... <laughs> okay, uh, I got to ask, biggest do we have any... Do we actually have any flat Earth listeners here? I I, I gotta ask. You know, you know, Art Bell had a, a whole thing on the flat Earth the other day, and they had a debate on his show, and there was a guy debating that the, the Earth is flat. You would think in 2015, by now, people would get the point that the Earth is not flat. But no, you would think. But there's some there's people a whole really society. need to buy a vowel. There's uh, the, there's actually a flat Earth society. Now, look, I can understand people believing that maybe the Earth is hollow and there's pockets of life somewhere sure. deep in the Earth. I can believe that. If I could follow yeah. that narrative, if I could walk with you on that path, and I could even say, you know what, Admiral Byrd, he might have been onto something. You know, Dennis Crenshaw, his book, uh, The Secrets of Delsha, who knows? But you know what? Flat Earth? Ah. Sorry, I'm not. I, I want to no believe. I just can't believe. No, the thing is, I I, I don't even want to believe because it's just it's illogical. It makes no sense. I A flatter. I, I I don't know what they're smoking, but um, I believe. Please they... send me some. Yes. Share with the class. Yeah. That sounds pretty powerful if it's going to be making you think the world's flat. I don't think I want anything like that. All I know is that it's got to be the biggest waterfall at the end of the ocean if the world is flat. And, uh, you know, hey, boom. I mean, didn't the hey, images boom. from... Like that. Didn't hey, the, boom. Okay, that's did it. it. Didn't the images that's of... Yeah. Hold on, didn't the, the, yeah, the, hey, boom, okay. Didn't the images of us going to the moon and showing the Earth in the background kind of prove that the Earth is... A sphere and it's going round and round it's and round. But we don't see the other side of it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, we believe that. Yeah, yeah. but if, maybe the moon was a hoax. The moon landing was a hoax too. You know, it's funny. I just saw everything's a, a hoax. I give up on you. I, I saw a really a cool man. It's like what's really amazing is is that in 1969 we had the technology to go to the moon, but we didn't have Photoshop. That's so that, true. That's, that's true. All. Yep. Lou is back on the line. Lou, what's up, buddy? Lou, he wants to insult you. Lou, Lou, you're going to insult Tell him again, Lou. Yeah, I hope you don't mind me just calling you with little observations. Uh, your former, One of your former co-hosts, Eugene Rosa, is a flat earther. So you ought to get him on the show. You can still call mm, him and talk to him. But I wanted to give you that heads up. Which, which former um, co-host? Eugene Rosa, remember? Eugene? 
Oh yeah, Eugene. Well, I don't know what happened, to Eugene. I think he fell off the flat Earth. I mean, I haven't heard back from Subducted Eugene. Subducted by aliens. I think I think he was running towards no, the is. edge, and he went on to the outer edge. Shout outs to Mike Mott and Tim Schwartz, and he just fell over the outer edge off the flat Earth. I don't know what happened, Eugene. Shout outs, well, hopefully man. Hopefully that'll get him to call in. Hopefully, I hope he that gets him to call in. He went into the light. Sorry, I was being bad on that. I just want to let yeah, you that was guys. guys. That's the wrong job. In, in, in. Hold on, guys. Go All ahead. All right, I'll, I'll catch you later. No, 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 no go ahead. I wanted, to, I wanted to let you know. You know, he did become, he did get ill. I don't want to say too much, oh, but really? he did get ill. Yeah, I know. but um, hopefully yeah. I'll call in and I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout outs to uh, to him on that. Yeah, I didn't really want to bring that part of it up. Thank you, Lou. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say maybe he but, went on a cruise and uh, boom, you know, he fell off the edge. You know, I mean. That's what really happened to the Titanic. Oh. Oh. Oh, that makes perfect sense now. Outside the edge there, bam. Yeah. That's right, we went for the booty. It's like a conveyor belt. Now, see, the water is a conveyor belt. The ocean's just like a conveyor belt. See, that's all. It just goes around and around. Or flat uh, flat earth. Dude, I don't know what you're smoking, but you better share with the class because that's, that's, that's what you do. Well, if you believe that, then that's what your kind of your scenario of thought is. Is you, if you think of flat Earth, uh, if that is, that's to me. I mean, yeah, I don't see any other way of. I don't know the whole thing. It's like I want to believe, but I can't. But moving I on from believe- this incriminating conversation. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh man. <laughs> now completely different kind of sort of. Yes. Uh, back to Hardball.com. And Chris, stop making so much noise, man. You're, I don't know what you're doing. That's not me. You, I swear that's not are, me. Are you, are you no. building a rocket? What are you doing over there? Or is that Alan? Alan, is that you? That's I'm not blaming me, it on Alan because that's not me. Okay, Why fine. Why don't you it's guys mute thyself until you're about to speak? How's that? Only Alan really has to do because I think he's the one making all the noise. No, it's not me. Okay, well, either all way. Right. Stop yeah. building rockets, guys. Um, now, check this out. Sticking with the narrative of... Okay, thank you. Sticking with the narrative of ArtBell.com, check this story out. Leaked UFO video captured by Homeland Security Analyzed. Did you guys check that, uh, that story out yet? And this comes by our good friend Alejandro Rojas, who normally would be here doing the news, but again, he's booked on another show right before us. Just He's too good for us. Yeah. Yeah, it just so happened, yeah. But it says, it, says, it says here, a group of UFO researchers with backgrounds in science have come together to analyze an alleged UFO video they have confirmed comes from the Department of Homeland Security. The object in the video was captured by a thermal imaging camera on a DHS aircraft, and according to the researchers, it exhibits characteristics that cannot be explained by any known aircraft or natural phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Mm. Now, this video is overlaid with a sort of telemetry. Oh, this is a tough one. Telemetry? Telemetry? Telemetry. Telemetry. Yeah, yeah I said it right. All right. One would expect from the military of law enforcement uh, thermal image video. It shows an object that apparently moving very quickly over land and then into the ocean. It seems to be tumbling or changing shape. It moves over buildings, through trees, and eventually over the ocean. Then things get weird, because that's not weird enough, right? Oh, the then things appe- Yeah, then it gets weird. The object appears to go in and out of the ocean without slowing down, and then at the end of the video, it either is either joined by another object or breaks into two. That's the weird part. Mm. Now, all wow. the primary witnesses have requested anonymity. However, several communications uh, from the alleged DHS employees indicate that the video caused quite a stir on the base. 
as you can well imagine. So go to artbell.com right now and check out that article, Leaked UFO Video Captured by Homeland Security. Guys, what do you think of that video? I am speechless. Yeah, I'm watching it right now myself. Yeah, it's On the big screen. Freaky. It's good stuff. Yeah, you got to get me a big screen for my studio here. So, until you do, yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. You make more money than I do. What? For, for well, a second. maybe. The network pays you better. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, need, yeah, really. They need your funny. talents. Uh-huh. This is really cool, though. Even though, you know, some of this kind of looks like a balloon a little bit, like flying really fast. It kind of reminds me, remember the balloon boy from a couple years back? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. The kid that blew his dad out on CNN. <laughs> yeah, that kid, man. <laughs> Let me tell you. If, if any kid ever deserved to get his butt beaten at home afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That kid, because, you know, let me tell you, I don't condone making, you know, your kids live for you or anything like that. That's not cool. But if it means, you know, saving your pops from going to prison, eh, yeah. tell a little white lie. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I bet he was just so scared on the way home. He probably wanted to stay there amongst all the people he knew where he was safe. You know, he, you know, he caught a, you know, he caught, you know, he caught a whooping as oh, soon yeah. as he got home. That boy got <laughs> whooping. I mean, look, I'm looking at the video right now, and it, it really reminds me of that Balloon Boy video. Now, of course, this is not really clear video. It's, you know, it's uh, thermal imaging, so it's not going to be super clear, but it is flying pretty fast. It's going through everywhere. Now, I'm trying to get to the v- really weird part when it goes in and out of the ocean to see how that looks on this thing. So far, it's just flying over buildings and some trees. And, and again, if you guys want to see the video, it's on artbelt.com. You'll watch it along with us here. It's a very, very interesting video, though. And there's a lot of trees. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Take a look at what I'm sending you on uh, on the link here. And it appears that Facebook is actually trying to take this photo down uh, for some reason. It was a photo taken in Australia. You don't say. Let's take a look at this. Whoa. That's great for Yeah. Are you sure? Don't make, don't rush to judgment on it. Take a look closely at it. Is it a lampshade hmm. cover of a of a of a of a for reflection of a of a lamp cover in the back, like a porch light? And they that's got what the it reflection. Looks like. Yep, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what, well, like that's what it is. Yep, yep. I mean, look, one thing I've uh, noticed in all UFO reports and every video I've ever seen of UFOs, they tend not to have a lot of, like, fancy shapes and stuff on it. Uh, look at the thing on this thing. It has, like, little designs you see right there on the very top. Oh, okay, fine. Here's a better... I mean, it, it, it looks like like a Christmas design or something like that, like Christmas horses running around the the light holder. And I, it just looks Photoshop. Oh, no, no, no. Or like a complete accident. But it looks cool, though. Make a nice it background. looks cool. I don't think I'm putting it up on my wall, but, you know. All right, let's see but what it, this next one is. Of course, the audience is, like, probably thinking, what the hell are they talking about? We can't see any other stuff. Well, you can if you go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. You go there right now. I'm going to post these images up so all you can follow along and view it with us. By the way, when you're there, like our page. Please do. That's right. Always yeah. follow us on Facebook because there's always something new and exciting. Yes, and also follow us on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Twitter by going at, at Skywatchers Show. And I couldn't get Skywatchers Radio because it cut me off at the O, and it would be like Skywatchers Radii, and it just would be weird. Sure. 
Now, yeah, that makes sense. Did you get the uh, other thing about the spaghetti? The sea alien uh, called Spaghetti Monster uh, that the, was wait, caught wait, off the, uh, the, the coast of Angolia. Oh, no, it was caught off the coast of Angolia. It's Hold like on. a sea monster. It's a, it's a, I sent you the oh, link. Oh, oh. Hold on, I'm looking, and, at a terrifying, uh, I'm looking at a terrifying image right now. When you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> Not terrifying for us, but terrifying for this poor rooster. That's... Yeah, I got to post this also. Yeah, you got to post that one. That one's fun. No, but seriously, does anybody here belong to the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? We're, we, you know, no, we're but called... I didn't have dinner and I'm a little hungry, so tell me no, about No, no, we're, right. we're called mm. Pastafarians. Anyway. Well, yeah, it's a very interesting. And, and we, uh, we, we believe in the almighty all-flying spaghetti monster. And it did looks you know like that spaghetti? And our and our uh, and our uh, religious helmet or hat is a uh, colander and a, a pasta strainer. And you know, you can actually go to the DMV in the United States and actually put one on and take a photo with that, and that being your official driver's license photo. That is one of the many things wrong with this country. Why? If they can have a church for you know, they just started the first church of cannabis and the sacrament is See, no, but, that, but no no but that's cool. That's no matter where you are in the United States, if you are part of the church of cannabis, you can actually carry up to what is it, two grams in the car now. And still Very not nice. get a ticket. Because it is for religious purposes. I think I'm uh, finding my religious movement. <laughs> Just a little modification I, there, that's all. Yeah, I'm going to be indoctrinated by that religion, for sure. For sure. You know who's probably also way, indoctrinated to that religion? Who? The rapper Cannabis. Oh, is there a rapper, you, you, cannabis? I, uh, a rapper named Cannabis, huh? Yeah, you okay. heard of the rapper Cannabis, really? Nope. I mean, it's a very very original name. It's I guess he went up in smoke. Um, you know, he was smoking hot on the radio. That's it. He was smoking. Cannabis was smoking hot on the radio. Well, and he was on the dial at 420, right? Yeah. Here's the funny thing. Uh, named Cannabis, into ufology, he actually has a really, really good rap song, which I, unfortunately we can't play because there's cursing in it. But there's a song called Channel Zero. Uh, guys, check that out on YouTube. Highly recommend you listen to it. And even for you folks that don't like rap music they listen into the uh, network listen for the lyrics and the lyrical content channel zero is all about ufology basically it talks about the beginning really? of mankind aliens aliens walking on the moon like he talks about the entire spectrum the illuminati i mean the it's one of the most deepest songs lyrically that you're ever going to hear it really is in fact if i could ever find a clean version with without the cussing you know the cuss words i might play that one day on the show and and uh give you a little snippet of it uh one of the best best songs you're going to hear when it comes to lyrical content that has to do with ufology he's actually really into okay. ufology the rapper cannabis so check him out on youtube there's one more story that i wanted to go over here and this is from openminds.tv you know moving away from ufology uh garden state well not ufology from the rapper cannabis i mean uh garden state parkway traffic slows down for a saucer like disc did you guys uh, read that article yet no uh, no, huh? Now check this out. Send and it out. Course, post it up. Again, if you guys go to facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio, like that link I sent you to, it's right on there. Garden State Parkway traffic slows down for a saucer-like disc. A New Jersey witness 
And uh, says here, Montevale reported watching a saucer-like disc that appeared to be about 150 feet across. Maybe he had a tape measuring thing. Yeah. How can, you, how can you tell? Like, it's exactly 150 feet across. I can never tell. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I mean, so exact, these reports. Uh, according to the testimony uh, in case 68943 at Mutual UFO Network, of course, MUFON, witness uh, reported uh, reporting database says here, uh, you see, the witness admits not being able to recognize the object seen uh, at about 10.15 p.m. on July 22nd, so it just happened recently, shortly after passing the Montvale service uh, area along the Garden State Parkway from the Netherland, uh, Netherbound lanes, or northbound lanes. Man, I'm butchering tonight. Uh, my view of the object was extremely clear and, dis- and distinct, he said. The witness uh, stated, it appeared to be some 150 feet across and about one half a mile away. Hmm. So exact, this math. And uh, it says here, I was, uh, I was closest to it, just above the tree line to the east. The object appeared to be hovering. It seemed to be moving slowly to the north and was stationary as I was able to get much closer to the object to driving towards the New York State th- uh, throughway. So, another report of a, an object and so exact on the math. It's 150 feet across. Yep, he took out the tape measure and, mm-hmm. you know... Well, MUFON yeah. has their, their uh, you know... Standards. They have it. Standards, exactly. And you know, I didn't mean to put words in your mouth, but you know, you left it open. Sure, put the fist up here and the other fist up there. And that's how you judge it. And that approximately is blah blah. I don't know how they measure. Steve Hudgens had this whole thing, of course. He was telling me, and uh, but, yeah, but what do. are the odds? Of, what are the odds of this person who's just a random observer? Is going to know the MUFON way of telling how big an object. Well, is. what he probably because he's he. I, he what I went and signed yeah, went, exactly. probably did a MUFON report <laughs> and then the MUFON report went and got and then Open Minds followed up from the MUFON report as I'm suspecting. Oh yeah, no yeah, obviously that that happened. But I mean, there's no way this guy could really tell me. Oh yeah, it's all yeah, exactly. I, I exactly. Mean, come on. Let's exactly. Let's be real. Let's be real, sure. guys. Sure. Now it says here the witness described the object. He says it first had a classic saucer-like appearance, illuminated silver metallic with slightly flattened rim that projected around the middle. But the witness watched the object seem to change its shape, he said. Now he says, as I uh, headed further north, it's, uh, as it headed further north, it seemed to change its appearance from, a event, from my vantage point. It appeared brightest on the bottom of the uh, golden uh, glow, uh, fading up. Uh, further up, the object uh, changed to orange, then reddish, and then dark on the top. Despite the uh, apparent changes, it was still well illuminated, apparently from within having taken on an overall dusky orange color uh, with what I recall were three red lights at the bottom. Interesting. Hmm. Sure. Now, my question More is, why the light show? Why the light show by the aliens? So secretive, prime directive, tremendous light show. I have no idea what it well, is. Well, light, what sure, it's all part of the propulsion, so so if you're, you're yeah, you got to... It'll always exactly. have the three. It'll always have the three lights down there for 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 the three bars coming down, to to give the magnetized uh, effect uh, that surround the whole craft. Sure. So. You, my friend, know a little too much about UFOs. What yeah, maybe keeping. I us? think I seen it up close, about six feet from me. So I got a general idea, and I could definitely see after reading. Did they, they show you some of their? Did they show you some of their schematics? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Who knows? Mm. Did you walk into a private office with one of these grays 
and see any I, I, schematics on the table. I did. I hope I, I can't remember, but I might have. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember, but I don't want to remember if that's the case. Because, but uh, no, I, then I, other I, bad memories might start coming out. Chris yeah, Brown. that's just, uh, the bad memories. That's gonna really gonna get me there. Are you kidding? Oh, but you might find me on top of the my house building a nest or something. So you know. Well, if yeah. you ever had satellites uh, sticking up, you know, from behind you, then you should be worried. If that never happens, then you're okay. Sure, I will. Be a little South Park fine. reference there. A little yep. South Park reference right there. See, I've never seen <laughs> South Park. I get it. All right. I know Alan got that. Yeah, I did. I'm just choosing yeah. not to acknowledge it. Yeah. I was a King of the Hill fan, and I loved King of the Hill, and it's off the air, so it's no more. But you're a Boomhauer, aren't you? Uh, I well, I'm a little bit of a Boomhauer, yeah. I kind of more of a Hank Hill man myself, but yeah, a little bit of both maybe. But I love Boom. You're gonna put in some propane. You're gonna you're gonna blow things up propane. Yeah, that's it. The propane there, cooking only with propane. That's the only way to cook. You kidding? Cook with nothing else but propane. <laughs> no, I'm throwing stuff on the grill. It's barbecue time. Yeah, you know there was almost a law that they were trying to pass uh, that they were gonna limit your amount of barbecuing time that you could have oh really yeah i couldn't barbecue all last week and the week before because of the forest fires here in oregon and they're fighting a real big one about 15 miles from me and that ground that the sky was just all smoky today and and and, uh some days if the wind's coming in and a lot of smoke but uh yeah so we uh they banned all mowing the yards and uh barbecuing for for the last two weeks, I'm assuming it's still up. So, hmm, mm-hmm. indeed, yep. interesting, yep. very, welcome. very interesting. Welcome uh, to yeah, welcome to Forest Forest Fire uh, State. So, well. yeah, no kidding, uh, guys. We're gonna be back in a few minutes. Chris Brown, thank you so much for being on with us on this segment of my friend. You're always a blast, and I uh, was love having you on here with us, and uh, we're gonna have you on here again soon. Thank World you, famous definitely, Chris definitely, Brown, everybody. Great. World famous now. He's been on Art Bell's show. World famous. World famous. You kidding? Okay, I got to pinch myself. There Don't you go. Th- hold on. You know, you got to find someone to pinch you for you, though. Okay, that might be better. I get my kid to do. Yeah, that's how that works. Uh, guys, we're going to be back in a few minutes with our guest next hour. Deborah Jane East is joining us, and we're going to talk a little ufology. What makes her show tick? What? her show's all about and what she's all about and why she's got into ufology in the first place this field of craziness stick around this is sky watchers radio that is the other guy i am angel this is dark matter digital network and psn radio we'll be right back everybody Consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now 
954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. 4,734 UFO sightings in 2007. 854 abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens. Hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from the public knowledge for years. And only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOStore.com. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to theufostore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and theufostore.com has it. in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com
And we're back on Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Digital Network and, of course, PSN Radio. Listen live every week on both. And you follow us, of course, on Twitter at Skywatchers Show. Follow us on Facebook.com by going to Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. And tonight, finally, we're going to have a guest that I've been wanting to have on the show for a, a while now. And finally, we were able to get our dates coordinated and get her on the show. Deborah Jane East is on the show. Thank you so much for spending time with us tonight, Deborah. It's a lovely, lovely it's, pleasure having you on. It is a pleasure. And you must tell the story how we met. It's so interesting. And it's actually funny. It's it's very funny. I briefly went over it. I'll say it again because it, when you replied back to me and you were like really really nice by the way super super nice and you reply back i was kind of like hoping you weren't going to be mean and be like i will sue you <laughs> i was like please please be friendly please be nice and you're just a sweetheart uh but you know it's funny i had a guest contact me you know a year ago it was like many many months ago and uh, they were like yeah we heard about your show it's great why aren't you a woman hey anyway it's a great <laughs> show and we want to be on it and we booked him. We had him on. It was a great show. For the, by the life of me, I can't remember the person's name. I'm sure you know it. Uh, oh, yes. And, yes. And uh, it was a good show. Uh, lovely people. You know, lovely guests. And, and But I, for the life of me, I was like, where did they hear about, you know, why did this happen? I asked work associates. Nobody knew. I asked other associates of mine who booked guests for us. Nobody knew who this people who they were. So I had no clue how they got to us, but I was happy. I was like, all right, another guest, another week. Great. Great show. Moved on. And then, when I talked to you and I found your show, I was like, wait a second. Maybe that person, it just kind of hit me. I was like, maybe that person <laughs> thought that this Surprise. was the show. And your show, how long were you doing the show when I contacted you at that point? Well, I've been doing the show for Engaged Life for about a year and a half. And year and a the half. Person you're, yeah, the person that you were talking about was John Hansen. And he's John Hansen. John Hansen, a great guy, by the way. Yes. And um, he lives over in Britain, and um, I had booked him for my show, and then I talked mm. to him one day, and he said, well, I'm already on your show. You already booked me. And I said, really? I said, I don't remember. And I thought, man, have I had a brain injury or something? What's going on here? He said, yeah, Scott Walter. And That's I your had... lost time on the abduction. Yeah. <laughs> And and I thought, oh my God, there's another Skywatcher Radio, and uh, and so you booked you booked him <laughs> completely and out of. I'm sure in, in his mind, in his mind, he's probably thinking like, this lady really has a manly voice. <laughs> so he deep, these so, Americans. He was so amused, but uh, he loved it. He loved it. Like, this and, guy uh, doesn't sound like Angel, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, you sound like a man. She's got a deeper. She's got a deeper voice than he does. I guess he uh, thought, "Wow, she sure does sound different from when she was on Skype." But uh, <laughs> so that's that's how we met. And uh, you know, I had a little small office in um, what I call Mayberry, North Carolina. You know, uh, that's right. You're from where again? From yeah. Mayberry. It's a beautiful little town, but it's small. It it's is. nestled at the bottom of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So I had a little office there that I was doing the show out of, and. Uh, so that's the first time that I knew you existed, and yeah, you were very nice. You told me, you contacted me at a later date and said, you know, that you've been doing the show for a long time, and you know, I didn't pick that name, uh, Skywatcher Route, um, Engaged Life did, and I'd already started Starlight 17, so, and you were super nice. We've been exchanging some guest ideas and stuff, so uh, I'm glad to finally be on your show. 
it is an honor to have you on here and a real life sky watcher uh now that we got that story out of the way uh which is a, an awesome story it really it, it really is a funny story and again you were so nice on your reply you you, tell, you say about you talk about me but you were super super sweet uh but tell the audience about your background because uh you know it's rare when you find somebody from uh mayberry who is on radio talking about ufos i mean that, that i'm sure mayberry is known for a lot of things UFOs, eh, maybe not one of them. What got you interested in ufology? Because I know you have a really interesting story of what happened to you early on that got you involved into wanting to do this now. Well, I actually do. Um, I'm originally from Virginia, and um, we grew up living in the rural, uh, you know, uh, on the rural back roads, you know, uh, wasn't a whole lot of stores or anything like that around us. And when I was about 12 years old, uh, we were all inside, and uh, it was pretty late, but the moon was out shining. You know, it was a nice night, and uh, our dog started barking, and uh, it was a Labrador. And my dad went outside, and he came back inside really quickly, and he said, I don't know what this is. Everybody come out. So all of us ran out, and I have five sisters, by the way. So all of my us goodness. went out. My condolences <laughs> on your family. I know, my poor dad. He always wanted a boy, but, you know, he just got us girls. But So we went okay, outside. Which tomboy in the family, which one ended up being the tomboy? Um, That would be me. <laughs> I was the tree climber and the one that played in the creek. And, uh, you know, I'm guilty. And I was also oh, the, the creek, investigator. The okay. No, it's the creek. It's the creek. <laughs> okay, okay. So we went outside, and this was my first view of otherworldly object. It was huge. It came over a huge hill. It was a steep hill beside of us, and over the treetops, it was a saucer-shaped craft. It was the size of two Greyhound buses. It was that wide, that wide. Um, There were... Red, green, and blue lights rotating around the center. There was no sound. And my father, my mother, we all just stood there because we had never even seen anything like it on television. You know, they didn't put UFOs on television, you know, back in that time. That was like uh, in the 60s. So we watched it hover for a little bit. And our dog, oddly enough, he was looking up in the sky at the UFO. And, you know, dogs don't usually do that. You know, airplanes go over, all kinds of stuff, but they don't ever pay any attention to them. So right, right. we thought that was very odd behavior. So after watching it for 10 minutes, it slowly moved toward our home, which was a little bit frightening, and uh, passed uh, through the edge of our yard and went out uh, an old country road. It was following, like, the country road, just sort of bobbing slowly and uh, disappeared, and our dog followed it for a couple of miles. We had to get in a car, and our, our dog was, like, following it. So wow. I, th- I think because it wasn't – it we couldn't hear a sound. I think it made a sound that perhaps, you know, the dog could hear because right. I just really can't think that a dog would be looking up in the sky barking at something like that when it wasn't making a sound. So that was well, our dogs, first Well, dogs can definitely hear things that we can't hear, so I'm – yeah, it's very it's very possible that it was making some kind of noise that our ears just are not trained to hear. To hear. So that was interesting that, you know, the dog alerted us. And um, mm-hmm. close by, my grandmother lived about two miles up the road. And that night after we went inside, my father said, well, you'll have to get your grandma to tell you about that 
white ball that she sees bouncing in the field. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, just get her to tell you. So I did. I asked her the next day, I said, what is this about a white ball? She said, well, sometimes when I go up in the pasture up there, to there's apple trees and stuff, she said uh, late in the evening, I can see a white glowing ball. She said it looks like a beach ball, but it's glowing. And she said it goes down down past uh, the pasture over into the other field and back down towards where y'all's house is. Is this like the Marshall Lights of some type? But it's you know if it's a regular thing? It's like an orb. It was like an orb is is what I understood. Hmm. But so that was our first experience and the next one was about five years later and I was outside um I was on the fence, I was sitting on the fence looking out at the field. There was a, a lake and all that stuff. And it was, again, it was almost uh, dark. And over the treetops first came one um, saucer-shaped craft. And after five minutes, you know, I went in and got my dad, got everybody again. Two more came from the left and right so that there were three of them just slightly bobbing up and down with rotating lights. Um so we watched them, and uh, my father kept on saying, I don't think that is an airplane, because they were less than a quarter of a mile away from us. There was no sound, nothing. And uh, so we watched them for 15 minutes, and then all of a sudden, the one on the left and the right streaked off at uh, 10 and 2 o'clock, just straight Straight up, they were gone in like four seconds, just completely gone. That's how fast they left. The one in the middle Did stayed. Did it leave a streak at all? Did you hear like a sonic boom at any point when they took no off? Sonic, no sonic boom. Nothing. Not a sound. Just a streak, almost like a shooting star leaves a trail. That's what they did. Right. And then we knew for sure that was not anything that we had. So those are the two hmm. main uh, things that got me interested in UFOs. And um, later on, I had an experience. This was when I was in my 20s. I was asleep one night, and um, I woke up, and I looked over towards the window. And my window, I was in a a two-story house, and there was a yard behind with trees and stuff. It was fenced in, no other houses around, and a bright light. Um, just flooded my window. This light was so bright, I actually had to shut my eyes. It was like, it was white, luminescent. It was just amazing. It, it, I had to shut my eyes. It was really terrifying. And so, you know, I shut my eyes. Was it blinding that, the, the, how bright it was? Was it just blinding it was, also? Yes. It, was, it filled the room. It Everything mm. else from the room disappeared. This light was so white. So it sort of scared me. You know, first thing you think is, well, did somebody climb up there with a light, you know, shining in my window? But it wasn't like a a flashlight. It wasn't like that. It was like entirely filling up the room with this light. Okay. Hmm. And the, the next day, I remembered having a strange dream. But, you know, I thought about it for a while, but I didn't really connect the two. So a couple of years ago... After I started my radio show, I was talk, talking to different researchers and stuff, and I just happened to bring up uh, about the white light. 
And the researcher told me, he said, I bet you've been abducted. And I said, oh, I don't think so. He said, I bet you've been abducted. So, you know, that planted a seed in my head. Have I been abducted? How weird is that? And I happened, um, it was my sister's birthday the next day. And so I called her up and I was talking to her, telling her about my story and everything. She said, well, I can't believe that you saw the white light too at your window. I can't believe, she said, because I had a white light come at my window, she said, when I was 17 or 18. And she explained the exact same story that I had experienced. So that was really shocking. Uh, My sister Irene, she never told anybody about it because, you know, she's like my dad. You know, don't tell anybody because I think you're crazy. So I started connecting the dots with a lot of my life, and I realized that, you know, my family's probably, you know, been followed like a lot of Mm. abductees are. Yep. So I decided, you know, when I retired um, that I was going to research and I was going to do a radio show so that people would not be afraid to call in and say that they had seen a UFO, that they wouldn't have to be worried about being thought of as crazy, that they would have an outlet uh, to speak their mind because there are millions of people every day that see UFOs, millions. And Mm. if only one of those stories is right, then we're not alone. Oh, definitely. We've often said this on the show, Deborah, that uh, if only 1% of all the stories ever told in ufology, just 1%, heck, if 0.1% of the stories are true, that means aliens are real. Exist. Yeah, and you know, and our government is not giving enough attention, uh, you know, to this. You know, they're hiding a lot of yep. the information. So if they won't do the job, then the people have to do the job. Well, see, I, I think they, they're giving it a lot of attention. I just think they're not telling us, you know, because they have this truth embargo that's been going on for 70 plus, maybe even longer, 80 years. Who knows how long this has been going on? In fact, you know, here on the show, we've discussed often. Yeah, well, that's beside the point. But we've discussed often how uh, I believe part of what happened at Roswell had to do with Nazi Germany and some of the stuff they were working on, which had to do with aliens. Uh, I believe that because you know, to me, just the timeline is so you know perfect. We you know the war ends, Tesla dies, the war ends, Roswell, like one after the other, you know. So to me, that kind of like tells me that there's something there, and I always did believe that Werner von Braun and all these scientists brought over some really crazy space-age technology with them. Uh, Now, with that said, uh, you know, the government, I think, does invest a lot of time, energy, resources, and stuff in keeping this uh, as a truth embargo, but also keeping false information out there. Doing your show, I mean, how how do you feel when you interview a lot of the guests that you interview? uh, How often do you feel like, man, this person might be just you know, telling us some false information or maybe this person is in on something with the government or, or maybe this person is a, a, a plant. I mean, have you ever had that cross your mind when you're interviewing some of these folks in the world of ufology? Well, I usually quiz them, you know, before I have them on the show because it's very important for me not to spread disinformation. And I, you know how women are. We have like a, um, yes, they I call do. it yes. women's intuition. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have stumbled across some really incredible uh, abductees, and actually, well, when I went to Roswell, I was um, on the road on the um, UFO highway, and uh-huh. I was on my phone chatting with a guy, and his name was James Welsh. 
and I ended up um, coaching him and helping helping him publish his book about his UFO sighting over in Britain. And uh, he had been researching and studying for a long time about what happened to him. And he was a very smart, intelligent guy. And um, I think uh, the title of his book is Cooperating Evidence, the U- uh, UFO Story of the Millennium. And mm. I was just taken aback by his story. And um, he had researched it extensively. Um, Nick Pope read it. Nick wrote a forward on the back as well as, mm. as me. His story was incredible, but he had nobody to encourage him to write it, and so I did. And I have did that with a couple of people because these stories are all a piece of the puzzle. Not everybody has the answers. We all are a piece of the puzzle. I agree. Now, you know, I, I would look at somebody like that who isn't too, you know, comfortable coming forward and too pushy about it and maybe is a little hesitant as being a little bit more authentic also. Uh, the the people I have a problem with are some folks out there who, uh, you know, they, they make a living off of doing, you know, what they do and you follow Jesus, you just hoaxing videos and doing all kinds of things like that or putting out stories that are false uh, just to make a living off of, you know, ufology. But somebody like that who's a little bit hesitant to even come forward and you need that little push, uh, I think there's a more air of truth to that, I would say. Well, there is, and uh, you know, I have I have talked with people online, and you know, I really don't they don't remember a lot of the details or anything, and you sort of you know get the idea that maybe it's not like they remembered, you know, some of yeah. the abductees and everything. But I also met someone um, that I've helped with his book, and um, his name is Derek Tyler, and probably okay. one of the most documented. I mean. He he worked in the IRC chat room back in the 90s before Facebook. I don't know if you guys remember before Facebook or social media. There was a but time was before the- Facebook? There was a time yes. before? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. And and this guy, he, um, he had saw a UFO and um, was very smart, intelligent, and everything. So he started an IRC chat for abductees. And also, uh, there were... Other people that came into the chat room, some military people, and uh, also a couple of other researchers. And the room really started growing. There was a lot of people in there. And uh, so he became friends with a colonel from the Air Force that worked at the Pentagon. And he also um, became friends with a researcher who was uh, in in there, you know, uh, talking with different abductees and everything. And through the course of that year, um, he was taken into confidence by uh, the colonel, you know, and the colonel told him a lot of stuff. I mean, really incredible stuff, along with um, Derek's uh, friend Larry, who worked at NASA on uh, the um, project with Mars. So they met a couple of times, and the colonel, um, he said, I've got to know that that uh, if I take you into my confidence, you're going to not write my name down somewhere and turn me in, because there is a group of us within the military that do not like what our government is doing with the extraterrestrials. So this colonel actually admitted that... Interesting. Yeah, that the extraterrestrials that our government is working mm-hmm. with them 
he gave him, answered a lot of questions. Derek met with them in person uh, two or three different times, had a lot of correspondence. And what the colonel wanted was, after he died, for Derek to write a book because he said, I can't do it now because, number one, I'll lose everything that I've worked for. They may lock me away in prison or they may hurt my family. So I don't really have a choice. So Hmm. that's what he did. He wrote the book and he sent the book off to a publicist that was recommended to him by Stanton Friedman. And that's how they found out. He received a knock on the door one morning. And, of course, you know who it was. And uh, they said, we understand you're getting ready to publish a book. And they very, um, I don't know how you would say, they they said, if you publish this book, we can make you disappear. And uh, so, basically, the book went back on the shelf. Derek was harassed, <laughs> harassed by these people. They hacked into the IRC room. They hacked into his emails. They caused a lot of trouble, a lot of distress. And so basically all this time that book was on the shelf. So in my, when I started the radio show, I put out a request for guests to, you know, if you've had an experience or been an abductee or whatever, to contact me. And so I received, I received a message from him. And I could tell immediately that it was an authentic story. You just got the creep factor. I mean, the hairs on my arms stood up at the things you that got me. You got the same kind of BS uh, detector that I got. You, you yeah. Tell right away. Yeah. Right away. Mm-hmm. And when I when I spoke with him, I spoke with him by phone. His voice was shaky. I could tell. And he told me they had programmed him that whenever he talked about this and everything, that he would experience anxiety, um, panic attacks, and all this kind of stuff. He had information that nobody has ever had before. And uh, so in working with him, his book will be ready for publication soon. It's just really, just really flabbergasted me at how deep our government is in hiding all of this technology and this information from us. So, Oh, and it's incredible. I was watching a documentary not long ago about the, the involvement of Werner von Braun uh, within the the secret government that's running the government, uh, and how a lot of that you know started with the Bohemian Grove, and uh, once he left NASA, he went and started the secret space program, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that we that we are just not privy to. We we just have no idea what's going on. And I'll tell you this much: uh, one person who might have an answer for us is the person who's on the line with us right now. Lou just joined us back. Lou, do you have an answer? Lou, for welcome back. No, I, Everything I, I, I that we've been talking about. You. <laughs> I just, I'm curious, excellent, excellent guest. Glad to hear some new blood. It's really good that you find these people <laughs> or they find you. Um, I'm just out of curiosity. There was a famous fighting in Virginia in a place called Wyattville in 1987, and a reporter named Danny Gordon was involved. And I, I don't mean to, of course, you sound like you're 17, but were you, <laughs> is that the fighting? Were those, was it 87? Yes. Saw this or? I am. It was in 87. It was 1987, and I'm glad that you asked that because my parents were involved in that, and that's uh, the last case that I was going to talk about. But this was a a huge, huge sighting, and uh, Danny Gordon was, was, yeah, yeah, he wrote a a book called Don't Look Up. Yes, yes, um, I have it. 
and there were over 3,000 reports of UFOs, 3,000 reports, and they what were... What would you tie in your, your... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll hang up after this question so I don't do it again. Would oh, you tie in your experience with, with, uh, with the Danny Gordon experience? And I will hang up, because I always know how to call back, and uh, <laughs> oh. Angel knows, so... But thank you. No, yeah, he does. does. <laughs> You're you're right. Yes, it ties into my story because I lived within 15 miles of the location where the Withful UFO event was um, reported. My parents lived only five miles away. And over the course of three or four weeks, they received so many sightings and stuff that it was just like uh, my parents would have, uh, remember the old police scanners, you know, where you heard what was going on? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's all that was on the airwaves is oh, wow. that someone spotted UFOs. And um, so it was really a big deal. But now that's not how I heard about the 1987 event. How I heard about it is one day, this was like 1990, I went up to my parents and I was just sitting around and my mom says, Oh, yeah. Did we show you those pictures of the landing marks of the UFO that was in our backyard? And I said, what? What? You know I like UFOs and you didn't tell me, Mom? (laughs) She said, oh, I thought I told you. But, you know, with five other sisters, I guess you lose count. So (laughs) I was like. But are are the other sisters into UFOs also or just just you? No, just, well, my one other sister that was probably abducted, you know. She she is obviously because after you're abducted you you know looking kind of happens yeah so they brought out the pictures and they were um, it was triangular shaped it was they were kidney bean shaped nine feet apart and they had taken four or five and she had told me she said well actually my dad told me this part he said uh, the dog was barking one night. They had a little inside dog, and he said, I got up, and he said, I started to walk down the steps, but he said, uh, I stopped. He said, and he said, you know I'm not afraid of anything. I mean, my dad is six foot four. You know, he's a big guy. He said, I just stopped, and something told me not to go down there and not to see what it was. And he said, the next thing I knew, I woke up in the morning. He said, somehow I got back in bed. So that sort of alarmed me a little bit, and um, I didn't say anything. Mm. But I looked at the photographs, and I thought, wow, how cool was that? And Mom said, well, you know, it was in the paper, and she said these men came out, and they looked at it, and they took samples and all that kind of stuff. And then she said, you know, and our pictures disappeared. She said, I went back up there to look for them, and I couldn't find them. And I said, well, how did you get these that you're showing me? She said, oh, she said, I had the negatives in my pocketbook. (laughs) (laughs) She had the negatives. And Danny Gordon, uh, they did come over there. He took photographs with a friend of his named Roger. He -hmm. took a lot of photographs. And he had a visit from the same type of men. And a lot of his pictures disappeared, too. Oh, my. So. Yeah, and he actually saw these. Him and Roger went out one evening to see if they could, um, you know, sight some of the UFOs. And they just about had given up looking, and they they saw a light coming up ahead, and it was it was huge. He said it was the size of a football field. It was that big. The whole so light they got was the, wow. Yeah, that's how big it was. So they got out of their car. And at first, they didn't take photographs because, you know, you're really shocked. You don't think about doing it. Right. But the last few minutes, they did take a lot of photographs and stuff. So, 
he was a believer and uh, he actually called the Pentagon and he talked with him and said, do you have anything over here that um, looks like the objects that, that we have taken pictures of? And the Pentagon said, no, they didn't. So uh, this case has never been solved. It was, uh, I think they had it on um, on a, a program. It was UFO Mysteries or something. They They had an episode about it. It's not been solved. It's a case that's always perplexed me. But those pictures are what just really nagged at me. And I thought, man, there has to be some other UFO landing marks that look like this. And so since 1992, I have hunted for pictures that looked like this. And I found them last year. Hmm, and it was, Really? What would you find? It was a UFO case in Sweden. And the marks are identical and after the show, I will place them on my Facebook page so everybody can see. These are identical markings. They look just almost perfect. And there's actually a video of the UFO that was over this house. And I have I saw that once, and I, I don't know what happened to it, but the video is out there too. But the landing marks are exactly nine feet apart, exactly like the ones in my parents' yard. So that's what makes me feel like that what came there was it's authentic because just what are the odds of that, you know? And they're actually, they're filming a documentary, uh, I think it's called A Strange Country. And um, I don't know when it's going to be out, but it highlights a lot of the stuff about the withful UFO case. And now, here's a, here's a question, Deborah. Uh, you know, since pictures were missing, obviously somebody entered the home afterwards and took them. Uh, have you have any of your family members uh, ever had the home checked for bugs? And I'm talking no. about government plant bugs. No, uh, I don't think they have because you know, like I said, I found out all this stuff after the after the fact. And when my parents had uh, you know shown me those pictures, I went back home and uh, started looking up stuff. And and then I think it was not until 19. 97 that I actually found out you know what it was related to and that was the 87 case over in Withful but not a lot of people know about this stuff even though there was 3,000 sightings I mean had you guys ever heard of it not until Lou right here no. brought it up thanks for bringing it up Lou yeah thanks Lou yeah but, he was on Unsolved Mysteries actually yeah Unsolved uh, with the Mysteries. guy who played uh, that's it and, you know he's trying to make a movie out of it there's a trailer on YouTube about his effort to make a movie about it. So right. I'll throw and that I, out for you, too. Yeah, I've spoke, I've spoke with one of the producers, you know, giving them my information. Huh? And, oh, Lord help me, my parents, if they're on that, I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just die. But, uh, yeah, well, my, my father is say, a believer. They, they, uh, I think the first time, and I, you know, I'd rather talk about your case, but this, um, I think the first time they went out, they forgot to take a picture. And he was yeah. kicking himself because he's a reporter of all of all people to get to take a picture. He was so stunned by it. But then later, as you say, he did get pictures, and they're on they're on the internet. You can they're posted. So I and, don't know. You know. It's just fascinating, and it's it's a shame from my perspective that these cases aren't better known. And in yep. fact, I recommended to several folks to try and get Danny Gordon on as a guest, including the yes, current broad-minded, intelligent uh, co-host we're speaking with at the moment. Yes. Well, he's, 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 he's sort of reluctant because he had some death threats and uh, he had 
He had someone call him up from after they um, took the photographs and he started talking about it on mm-hmm. the radio. He got death threats. His family was followed. He ended up in the hospital with a, like a nervous breakdown. Uh, mm-hmm. His family was terrorized. And so he sort of drifted away from the limelight because, you know, obviously he values his life. But And that's one thing I wanted to ask you. How's, well, again, I've got to um, not interrupt you much, but he, he, how has it, it affected your life? Do people well, shun you or God? Well, back in Maybury, they, they find it amusing. You know, they're laid back in Maybury. You know, this is uh, just a very small place. And, you know, it was in the paper. Uh, I really didn't get any feedback from anyone because I know back in 98, right in Westfield, uh, this was the last UFO that I saw, um, a similar object, and uh, saw it one night, saw a couple actually, and the next day, uh, I don't know if you guys remember George Fawcett. Do you remember him? Oh, yes. Well, George Fawcett lived in Mount Uri, which is only 10 miles away from me. And, oh, uh, okay. And I'm, I'm not yeah. familiar with George Fawcett, so maybe you could say a few words. I'm not wow. familiar with George Fawcett. So. He was um, a big ahead. researcher back in the 70s and 80s, and he documented lots of UFOs. Um, he just really... He was really innovative in his documentation and in talking with people. And if you just put his name in the search engine, all of his work sure. would come up. Okay. But he wrote a lot oh. of articles in newspapers and stuff. And the very next day, he wrote an article that in three different counties, including the county I was in, that there were multiple UFO mm-hmm. sightings. So once again, close to my home, less mm-hmm. than an eighth of a mile away, was a UFO. So... Now I've is that area is that, what, is that uh, area is that area known as a hotspot uh, that maybe a hotspot that we don't know about you know in mainstream ufology? Well, it's close to a landmark called Pilot Mountain. Okay, okay. this is a huge knob-looking mountain that sticks up. You can see it for hundreds of miles in all directions, and I know that uh, it's made mainly of quartz rock and. I know that uh, quartz is a conductor and has a magnetic field, and mm-hmm. I think that perhaps this is what attracts UFOs to the area. But once again, I'm only where I live at. I'm only about forty-five to fifty miles away from my childhood home, so you know, within the area, I just think that because it's so secluded, it's mountainous, it's isolated. Mm-hmm that it's a good spot, you know, for UFOs. And, of course, you've heard about the Brown Mountain Lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, they had an X-File about that. And um, yes. <laughs> unusual lights that they, even NASA, even NASA uh, researched those lights, and even they couldn't come up with an answer to why those lights are there on the mountain. So who wouldn't, who wouldn't even think that North Carolina would have so much <laughs> UFO activity? It's really incredible. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so if you uh, want to see a UFO, just head out to North Carolina. You might be in for oh, yeah. a treat. <laughs> and Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach is a hot spot. There's a group on Facebook um, of people that uh, see lots of uh, UFOs at Myrtle Beach. And what I think is that um, the UFOs, there must be like an underground base there or something. You know, that's all that I can think of. Now, do you do – you belong to the uh, the popular belief among some circles uh, that there is 
uh, life that's been on this planet for probably the beginning of mankind, maybe even longer, that is not originally from this planet, and they are living somewhere within the Earth. Not so much the Hollow Earth, because that's... Uh, but, you know, in that along those lines... Are you, are you the whole Earth being Earth? hollow is not realistic, but there are no. cavities that, and caverns, right. that's a little bit more realistic. Well, I know there's a lot of theories going on, and I haven't really come to a conclusion about that because there is the reptilian race. I'm sure y'all have heard of the reptilians, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well, I hear sure. some are from here, and some are definitely not local. Yes. Well, in fact, yeah. have you, have you, are you familiar with Commander X's uh, lectures on the reptilians? Uh, yes, and also I speak a lot with James Bartley, who okay. I yes. consider uh, a very big uh, expert with reptilian mm-hmm. agenda. And I recently had contact from a lady in, um, she's actually one of the reporters that works for my show in Amarillo, Texas, and there was a reptilian reported down there. Now, full, when we say reptilian, what, how was the reptilian? Did it look like humanoid, six feet, seven feet? How big was it? Was it a giant? Well, she described it. She didn't know what it was. My friend didn't know what it was. Um, she said, uh, I just heard from, uh, my friend and she's in the hospital. And I said, well, why? She said, because they had lights around their house last night and, um, they didn't know what was going on. Their dog was barking. They heard their dog make a loud yelp and, she said when they went outside, they saw an alligator standing up like a man. That's what they said, an alligator. Oh, wow. But it, but it was walking. Okay, so I kept up with this, and I found out that the dog was dead. It was radioactive. The men came out in hazmat suits, and um, they took the dog. The woman and the other two that were in the house, they left the house. They went all to the hospital because... They were in shock. Okay, since then that house has been demolished because it was radioactive. Oh wow! Is the area yeah. around this still radioactive, or it was just located in just the house? just that location, just that location? And you know, there's a lot of stuff going on down there. You know about Jade Helms and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking, did our military see a UFO and fire a weapon at it? And because it killed the dog, the dog was radiated, okay? Mm. And they took the dog, they took away different things. They said it had radiation levels. So I'm wondering, why would they destroy the house? You know, they, they put up yellow lines around it. Mm. Okay, police so, lines, right? Yeah, police lines. And this woman that experienced it, she was in her 60s, and uh, she had long thought that she was being abducted so um there are stories like that just by everyday people and i've talked with uh her name is uh jaden johnson she's my reporter she's talked to me extensively about this i have no reason to doubt her because she has a great background she was in the military herself years ago and she also worked for a local sheriff's department, so I have no reason to not believe her. So these are the people that need a voice. They need a voice to get their story out for people to investigate and to not be afraid. Oh, I completely agree, yeah. And uh, th- how many witnesses are we talking about uh, 
in, in this story. In total. We're talking about three witnesses, all, three witnesses, all in right? the family. Yes, okay. and um, yeah, things like that happen, and it took me a while to get it out of my reporter because uh-huh. she was fearful. She was fearful about telling it, and so she just decided that she would start researching for me, and we're going to have a later show about that, so... Yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on in this world that nobody wants us to know about, but we have a right to know. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, by the way, there's a, a buzzing sound coming from your end. Oh, is there? I think, yeah, I think they're trying to yeah. stop this interview. Definitely not on my side, that's for sure, because I can hear no. it. No, I hung up on you for a split second there to see what was your end. <laughs> do you hear oh, it now? Thanks. Gone. Nope, gone. What'd you do? It was, that's awesome. I just, moved my, I just moved my computer <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. See, that just moved the computer. Well, so it wasn't the Men in Black or any shady I organization. I think so, although I did have a weird experience today on Facebook when you were trying to get a link to me to share. It kept that on was speaking. weird. The, yes. it said the link does not exist, and I had to get you to post it on my timeline, and then it would let me share it. But I I tried every way to do that, and it wouldn't let me do it. So I think, I think Facebook is part of the uh, the secret government. Well, they they actually use Facebook. No joke. They hire. I know. I know. Yeah. They hire the operatives to have fake profiles to find out information and to leak stuff. Oh, I know. They they do definitely. I get contacted by them once in a while, and usually it's some girl with like one person on their profile as a friend, and she's like, "I want to know more about you." I'm like, "My luck is not that good. You're not you're too pretty to really know." This, this got to be bogus, and I delete them. Happens all the time. Uh, going back to uh, something serious here for a second. Uh, let's talk about your show a little bit more. I want to talk about the times that it's on because we're running short on time, and I want to want to give you a, a little platform here to you know promote the uh, times that the show airs. So anybody who wants to listen, especially for the interview you're going to do or this show you're going to do uh, coming up, based on what we're talking about now, this is really interesting to me. So I want to hear it. I know the audience wants to listen, and so how can they hear the show? Well, let me tell you, I am on a new network. It's WCJV Digital Radio uh, out of Youngstown, New York, with the wonderful, talented CJ Mars uh, network. And it's going to be on at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow evening. And I snagged for my first guest a wonderful person. And you might know him from the hit series Breaking Bad. It's Jesus Payen Jr., and not a lot of people knew that he was a big UFO uh, researcher. And he's coming out this fall uh, with a uh, show, and he is their UFO expert. So he's agreed to come on my show and talk about uh, his 20 years of research. Uh, he's an abductee. He has a lot of information, and uh, I'm just really excited about listening to him. You would never guess that he's a UFO enthusiast by looking at him or... Watching his work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, he's really a, a cool guy, and I spoke with him, and he shared a lot of his uh, personal UFO videos with me. So, hey, this is a chance to get some really great information out there, and I hope everybody will tune in. And if uh oh, did we lose her? I think the buzzing got to her. Hold on, he tried to get her back on the line. All right. Tick, her tick, internet tick, might tick, have tick, uh, tick. dropped off for a second there. Let's see if we can get her back. Oh, no. 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 See, this is what happens when you uh, talk about this, Alan. The new world order. I know. Yeah. Takes you off the air. 
They find you when they toss you. That's what I happens. Hate when that she, happens. Was, she was in mid-sentence, too. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. the powers that be, I'm telling you. You know, we're talking about some scary topics here. And, you know, they've got to intervene. Yep, yep. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get her back because it doesn't look it's uh, connecting. So, sadly enough, that was a great interview, though. I, I think we got her in the middle cast. of an abduction. I think she was just abducted. Tomorrow she's going to Skype me and she's going to be like, what happened? I, I just, uh, I have missing memory. I was talking and it just, next thing I know, I woke up in my bed. I think she just got abducted also. Yeah, that buzzing sound, I'm telling you, that was the precursor to her being abducted. That's that wasn't it. the computer, folks. I'm calling Bat Squatch on that right now. That was aliens, for sure. That's it. That's it. That's it was it. Carlos and Jose, and it was... Not those sort of aliens, oh, man. No. no, okay, fine. Extraterrestrials, not the kind that Donald Trump hates. Oh, okay, fine. Not those. Well, not those kind we're, of we're not going to go down that path of comment, are we? Yeah, why not? We have uh, about uh, 10 minutes here to kill, maybe All right. less. Well, what do you think of her? Yeah, Gotta say, I found oh, gotta, her... Gotta yawn, I found go her more, get, get the yawn I out. Found the her yawn. More, sorry, I found her more than interesting. <laughs> I wasn't going to get her. Yeah, um, right. But no, but no, seriously, I found it more than interesting. And, you know, and that, you know, our friendly usual caller called in and, you know, was like, yeah, did you hear about this thing in 1987? It's like, hey, that's my parents. So, you know, it's like, that's a small world after all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. That's Lou again, always with the uh, the good nuggets of of uh, of wisdom. And he, he's got nuggets. He knows the stuff. He got, he's got nuggets. All right. Yeah, he does. He has his nuggets. Yeah. That just sounds bad. He has nuggets. Yeah, well, anyway. But Deborah was a great guest. I hope you know we can have her on again and uh, talk a little bit more with her. She's a, uh, a really I, fun guest to have. I'm sure she will be. Who do we got next week, by the way? Uh, I already said it. The director of the Montauk Chronicles is going to be back on with us. I know. I'm just hoping you know, if we same. want to talk, if anybody here has a chance to look at the Montauk trailer and, you know, start making the list of questions because we want callers. By the way, do we still, do we have time for the blasts? No, we do, don't. We don't that... have time for the blasts, but I'll tell oh. you what. The man hey, with the I'm nuggets. Oh, oh, and the lady back. is back. Both Wait, of them are back. Is that not the weirdest thing? My what laptop happened, Deborah? just totally <laughs> we, died. And so I'm we on thought my you got tablet. abducted. I, I'm telling you, we thought you got abducted. <laughs> I was about to start taking bets. I was like, over and under, how much do you think? You know, let's play some bets. Abducted or not abducted? What do you think? That was just too weird. My my laptop just totally just went black. So I guess I guess they didn't want me to tell about my show tomorrow. <laughs> Funny, the, the men in black made her laptop go black. That's what had happened right there. See? That's Connect it. Connect the dots, people. Connecting the dots. It wouldn't be the first time. Of course, we all know what happened to Hard Bell in the 90s with the Area 51 caller. Oh, yeah. Well, I always keep up multiple uh, tablets and things, uh, you know, charged up, so I just had to turn my tablet on. But, yeah, I do hope that everybody will tune in for that show because uh, I think this is uh, his new um, series is going to be great, and it and you know, like uh, you, you know, your friend said, it's good to have some new blood and to give a new perspective. Because I love Roswell, but I'm sort of tired of hearing about Roswell. Yeah. I I want somebody to go into the back roads, the back places where nobody else has went and talked to people that you know have seen this stuff all their life, but there's been nobody there to hear their story. 
Yeah. You know, I, I completely agree. And one story that is fascinating, you really got to check out the Blu-ray if you haven't seen this movie yet. Uh, the Montauk Chronicles, the story out of Montauk, New York. I mean, phenomenal stuff would happen in this place. Just an incredibly, you know, terrible story. And uh, the film, The Montauk Chronicles by Christopher Gartano. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to watch this. It's great. Have you seen the, the movie yet? No, I haven't. It sounds interesting. Okay, I want to connect you with Christopher because uh, you really should have him on your show. He's a, a fascinating guest, and it's a great, great movie. Highly recommend it. Well, that sounds good. You know, I did watch a movie that was based on the Brown Mountain Lights, um, okay. and I, I wasn't too impressed with it, so it would be great. Um, I also spoke with Chad Meek lately, and he is uh, the producer of the Giant Rock movie, which is going to be really good. Uh, okay. So looking forward to that movie coming out. But, yeah, I would love to, to see this. It sounds like it's really good. It's uh, really good. It's, it's a documentary. You see the witnesses talking about what happened to them and uh, very creepy. And, again, that BS meter. Remember I told you we both have a very good BS meter? Right. You know, you'll get that vibe from these people. They're very authentic in this thing. So uh, I'm going to send you a, a link so you can talk to uh, Christopher and get him on your show. He's a really good guy. But, Deborah, we're almost out of time here. We only have a couple more minutes. Uh, give your, your show's main link, like your show page or your website. Uh, so okay. the audience can download your, your podcast. I'm sure you've got podcasts everywhere, right, like the rest of us. Oh, yeah, I do. I have, I have multiple places with podcasts. But – uh, everybody can go on my Facebook page. That's Deborah Jane East, and you spell Jane with a Y, J-A-Y-N-E, Deborah Jane East on Facebook, and all my links and my shows will be on there. So if everybody will just go there, you can find out about my shows and uh, all my guests and everything. My website and everything will be on there, too. Very cool, very cool. And how many episodes do, do we have in the can now for you? I mean, how many uh, have you uh, done so far? Well, this will be... Oh, uh, in the year and a half, I've probably done maybe 125 shows. Look at that. Yeah, and this will be my first for uh, the new network, and I'm just so excited. They are wonderful. CJ is wonderful, and just it's great to be in a family-type um, you know, radio show, and everybody has been so helpful, and I just think it's going to be a great show. Because who well, would want dear, to listen to a 59-year-old Southern woman from Mayberry about UFOs? With that accent? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know it would be great. Of course. Of course. Deborah, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being on here with us. Oh, appreciate your thank time. you Absolutely. for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys were wonderful. And we got to have you back on soon. And uh, please become a fellow Sky Watchers with the rest of us. I sure you're will. Thank you, you're guys. The first, you're technically the first lady of Sky Watchers. Oh, I'm honored. She's I'm royalty honored. now. Kind of. <laughs> that was her show name too, man. She kind of, you know, you kind of have to give it to her. Take a bow. Take a bow. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Take no care, Deborah. Have a good night. Have a great night. And that was De Deborah Jane East, who uh, got the men in black out of the way, and she got right back onto yep, the yep. show. Good job. And she did a great job doing it. Yes, indeedy. Now, guys, you better stick around because next on uh, the great Art Bell's Midnight in the Desert show, he has an interesting fellow who's going to be on with him. Really now? This person uh, think... claims that he's been to Mars. Ooh, part of the secret space program or teleported there or abducted and dropped off there? Yeah, well, I'll, you be the judge. And if you don't know the story already of... Mr. Andrew Bassaggio. Oh, oh, it's Andrew Bassaggio. Okay. Bassaggio. Oh. Bassaggio. Right. Okay. 
Okay, I thought, I'll say right. Passaggio. Passaggio. That, He'll be next right. on Midnight in the Desert with Art Bell. So stick around. If you're listening to Dark Matter Digital Network, don't go anywhere. Just stay right there. Listen to Art Bell. And when you know you have some time, go to artbell.com and sign up for the Time Traveler Pass. Get with the program. It's five bucks a month. Lock it in right now. Believe me, worth it's worth every, every penny. Worth every penny. Indeed. Guys, this is Skywatchers Radio bowing out for the evening. Like I said, please stick around for Art, who's next. Next week, we have Christopher back on, and that's going to be a fun show. So please stick around with us. Stick around right now with the network. A few more minutes, and it's Art time. Good night, everybody. Skywatchers. Watch the meteor shower tonight. Out. Out.